You are listening to episode number 55 of the Fit Successful Dad Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Gordon. This is the Fit Successful Dad podcast, and this is episode number 55. Thank you so much for checking it out. There is something I want to talk about today that I believe in wholeheartedly, and I also believe, based on my conversations with people on a daily basis, that not everyone thinks about this, and those who have thought about it or or heard about it don't necessarily put any stock into Okay, that thing is that believing leads to achieving. Okay, I firmly believe that. And let me explain what I'm talking about. I believe that it is possible, seriously, that if you put something out into the environment, if you think about something that you want to do, if you imagine yourself doing something and that becomes the number one priority, like the number one thing that you want to do, that you can get there. And it's not, let me back up a little bit. It's not that, yes, I'm going to set a goal and I'm going to get to it. No, it's deeper than that. I believe that if you put that energy literally out into the world, that, and you envision the thing that you want to do on a regular basis that you can get there, okay? And it's it's really like a four, I guess a four-step kind of process thing. It's like setting the goal or setting the expectation, believing, and I mean truly believing it, envisioning it, and then almost willing it to happen, right? And I'm going to break it down a little bit more, right? This is something relevant to myself. It's a little bit of a story. So when I was about 17, 18 years old, and I was right on the verge of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and where I was going to go to school and what I wanted to become, because I really had no idea what that was, uh, but based on like my upbringing and some of the stuff I wanted to do because I originally wanted to be a programmer. Uh, um, so because of that, I wanted to go to college for that. Okay. So, uh, my first year of college was actually a community college because I was still a little bit confused and I'm glad I did that because I went to community college for programming and realized I hate programming so much. So that was cool. Uh, but then when I figured out that okay, I hate programming, but I still want to go into engineering and I'm more of a hands-on guy. That's when I decided that electrical engineering um, was kind of the thing. And there was a little bit of a roll of the dice there because I didn't really know what that entailed. But either way, so I applied to the school. Uh, it's it's, It's kind of a a big school. It's a private college in Boston called Wentworth and pretty expensive. And I got accepted and that was cool. Okay. Now I didn't have the best grades and I was homeschooled all the way through high school. So I didn't have like four years of public or private high school education. Okay. I, at that point through my high school career, I spent a lot of my high school uh, career on eBay. 
selling stuff, making money, selling crap around my house, like learning finances, right? I was pulling money from that. I guess that was one of my earlier kind of like entrepreneurial bows. And I, I owe all that to my mom, actually. My mother was big in the eBay retail arbitrage kind of stuff. And she got me into it. And so I was schlepping stuff on eBay, making money there. It was pretty cool. And other than that, other than that money math, I didn't spend my high school career in uh, like advanced algebra, pre-calculus or calculus. <laughs> so I didn't know any of that stuff. And here I am going to going into a, a private college for an engineering bachelor's degree, okay? Which, uh, for those who don't know, engineering is so mathematically centric, it's insane. Uh, so, you know, there was, a, there was a big risk there for me, okay? Uh, but here's what happened. Uh, my dad and I, when we were talking about how expensive the school was going to be and how much my loans were going to be when I got out of school and how much overall debt I was going to have, first of all, I was 18, 19, I didn't care. Uh, I just wanted to go to that school. Uh, but the other thing was... He, in a roundabout sort of way, kind of, at least from my perspective, tried to draw out of me um, the, my intent of going there. Not just to go to school, right? But my overall intent, like lifelong intent. And I'm not sure he knew he was doing it, but that's how I felt about it. And that's how I think about it looking back. And I remember like looking at him, we were talking about all the stuff. I looked at him and I said, no, dad, I am going to own Wentworth. That's how I worded it. I'm going to own Wentworth. Okay. And uh, that, that really was me saying out loud that, yes, I'm going to graduate. Yes, I'm going to do it in four years and I'm going to do well while I'm there. I'm going to get good grades and I'm going to excel. I'm going to conquer that. Right. And I got there and it was really hard the school, the curriculum itself was really hard, uh, but I, I put it out there that I believed that I was going to graduate, no matter what. I believed I was going to graduate. Now, that's all good and great to say, right? But I really believed it. Like, I envisioned myself literally all the time, like every single day almost, envisioned myself wearing the cap and gown and then going up onto the stage, shaking the president of the school's hand, getting my diploma and then being done with the school, right? And getting my degree and moving on and getting a job as an engineer. I envisioned that. I saw it in my head, okay? So I set the goal, right, that I was going to graduate. And it wasn't a, you know, maybe I'll work hard, maybe I'll get the job, and if it doesn't work out, I'll pivot to another degree. No, 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 that's, that's crap. I set the goal. Yes, I'm going to the school. Yes, I'm going to graduate, okay? I saw it, so I believed it. I forced myself to believe that that was the truth. It wasn't a matter of if I graduate. No, I believed that in four years, in 2008, because I went in in 2004, in 2008, I'm going to graduate with my degree, period. That's the way it's going to be, no matter what it takes. And there was a lot of long nights. There was a lot of long weekends. There was a lot less partying than I wanted it to be, that I wanted to have. But that's what it took. So no matter what it took, I was going to graduate. And engineering, don't don't. I, I hope uh, you know. For those of you who don't know, uh, don't be confused. Engineering is a really challenging degree to get, especially if you don't have four years of high school math leading up to it. So I didn't even know what calculus really was when I got there. I had to make up all my math courses, my high school level math courses, my freshman year. It sucked. 
So I had to catch up in one year. And thankfully, I had the cognizance at that age to work hard enough to make sure that happened, right? But I know that the reason I did that, the reason I hustled hard enough to, to backfill all that math knowledge is beca- and physics and all that other crap is because I believed that no matter what, I was going to graduate. And then as soon as that first freshman semester was over, people started dropping off like flies. I mean, immediately, my, my graduating class after that first semester was cut in half. And then it was pretty much cut down 10 to 20% every single semester until I graduated. We started with like 300-something kids. By the time we graduated, we had a class of like 27. That's it, 27 people. And some of those were transfers, okay? There's re- there was really only like 19 or 20 kids remaining from the original 300-something, okay? It's like, it was like a 92% cut or something, 93% cut. A loss, you know, and those kids either transferred out because it was too hard. Some of them transferred because they didn't like it. Sure. Some of them quit altogether. I know plenty of kids that dropped out and just didn't do anything and no judgment, but that's just the way it was. Right. Uh, But I envisioned myself graduating. And then four years later, after willing myself to get through all that stuff, you know, day in and day out, and it really was a day by day thing, I graduated. Okay, fine. Plenty of kids graduate with a degree in engineering. I'm not special, all right, but it was hard and it was something that I achieved that I didn't necessarily know that I was capable of doing in the beginning, but I believed it so strongly that I made sure I did all the hard work that was required to do it, all right, and I believe that if anybody believes they could do something like that, then they can actually follow through and do it. And so, you know, another story about that is is something completely unrelated to to education and that is weight loss and fitness which is something that a lot of people struggle with and i've talked about this before but i'm going to bring it up again because i think it's relevant and i think it's something that people need to understand when they're trying to build something and you know education and fitness they're just two examples but this sort of thing in my personal opinion applies to anything Anything in life that you're trying to achieve, literally anything. I can't think of anything that this wouldn't apply to when you want to actually change your life for the better and all of that lies on yourself taking action, okay? So when I graduated college, just coincidentally, it was around that time frame, uh, is when I, when I was at like my worst physical condition. So I was just under six feet tall. I was about 245 pounds, okay? And not a lot of that was, was like, like bulk, like lean mass. No, no, no. A lot of that was fat. I mean, I was unhealthy. I, had, uh, I was getting winded really easily. You know, I was running a pretty uh, long uh, time-wise mile, um, you know, like a nine-minute mile, which is... For someone my age at the time, you know, 22, 23 years old, um, who had gone to the gym a lot, I should be able to run a mile faster than that. And I was just, anyway, I was in really bad shape, okay? A lot of late night pizzas, a lot of beer, that kind of stuff. Horrible lifestyle. Anyway, I believed, when I graduated college, I took a picture of myself wearing nothing but underwear, just boxers. And I looked at that picture and I believed that I was going to lose, like, 
60, 70 pounds. I wanted to get, originally my goal was to get to 180. That was my goal. Uh, so that would have been about 65 pounds, roughly. And uh, I believed that that was going to be the case. Okay, I didn't have a time frame on it, but I knew it was going to be as fast as possible. So I was going to change my lifestyle that day, and I was going to, that was my goal, 65 pounds, I was going to get to about 180, and I believed, I envisioned it. So every single day, literally, all day long, because it had to become like a mental shift for me, I believed that that's what I was, that's what I was going to do. So every meal, before I took a bite of some something, you know, some garbage food, I believed that I was going to get to that physical state and then I put that food down. So it was the thing that prevented me from putting bad stuff in my body. And it was the thing that prevented me from making more bad habits, right? And and also propelling me in the direction of making and instilling good habits. So all the days that I didn't want to go to the gym or didn't want to, to do something active, I believed that I was going to get to that that state, that losing that 65 pounds, getting down to 180, being healthier, having more energy, feeling better about myself, having extra confidence. And I believe that in order to get there, well, I had to get my ass up and go do something active. So that's what I did. And that was what it took. And after a month or six weeks or so, it started to become really easy because it became habitual. But the point is, I set the goal, right? I put it out there. I'm going to lose 65 pounds. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to be lighter on my feet. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to get that confidence. And I believed it. And I envisioned it. And I willed it to happen. And because I forced myself to believe that that's the way it was going to be, then I, just as a byproduct of thinking and believing that so strongly, I took the action every single day to make sure it happened. And it was inherent. It was automatic. It was completely autonomous. It was totally subconscious because I believed it. And I think that a lot of people don't think enough about that. You know, they don't, they don't even put the energy out into the universe that they can do something. So that's where they fall short first and foremost. You know, so many people want to build something. They want to be, let's just say an entrepreneur. They want to start a company. Okay, cool. Or they want to write a book. There's a lot of people that want to write a book. Uh, I know a lot of musicians, quote unquote musicians, who I know them personally because my circle is made up of a lot of musicians who have never written a song. They've never written a song or they've never written an album. Okay, they play other people's stuff and they'll jam for five, six hours at a time sometimes, but they've never written a song. They like the concept of writing a song and they own a lot of recording equipment, but they've never written a song. And when I talk to them about it, it's because they don't think they can or they don't believe that they can. They don't believe strong enough, strongly enough that they can do that. They talk about doing it someday and they really want to, but they've never really pushed themselves because they don't believe that they can. I know plenty of people who are seriously overweight, unhealthy overweight right? And some of them are kind of active and some of them are not. And they don't believe that they can get down to a healthy weight. They don't believe that they can get to a state where they're, they're confident in themselves. Seriously, I've had some very in-depth conversations with people about this subject and it all comes down to belief, guys. It does. It comes down to belief. It comes down to what you truly envision yourself doing. And 
this is stuff that I'm starting to, I don't, I, I think that there's no, it's never too soon in a child's age to start introducing this because we talk about this to our kids and teachers talk about this to their students, at least good ones. They say you can do anything, right? That's the whole, that's the whole like punchline when you're at school, right? Is that you can be anything you want if you put your mind to it. You know that whole saying? And we teach that to our kids. We say that you can be anything you want, right? <laughs> My son's name is Hunter. Hunter, you can be anything you want, kid. Well, if we don't act on that and and demonstrate by example that if we th- if we want to be something or we want to do something, if we don't demonstrate that by believing it and saying it out loud and putting it out there and making it a thing that's part of, of your life on a daily basis, how are the kids, how's the kid going to do that? All right. So we're just, sometimes I almost feel like if we don't demonstrate that somehow, then it's never going to stick with a kid. If you tell them that, I mean, they learn by experience and they learn by watching. They do not learn by being told. It's just the way it is. So my son, I, I want him to understand that he truly can be anything. And I want him to set the goals ridiculously high, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You want to be an astronaut? Believe that you're going to be an astronaut. You want to be a professional athlete? You know, you want to be a, 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 in the NHL or in the NBA? Believe that you're going to be there, right? See yourself there. And kids are a lot better at that than we are. You know, when they think, when they think about being in a position like that, you know, they, they, they can envision themselves there. They can imagine themselves in that position a lot easier than we can as adults. But it, it kind of, this all kind of brings me to my next point. Okay. If you believe something is going to be true, right? And it's somewhat realistic. Okay. This is, (laughs) this is not, this is not a situation where you can believe that like a comet is going to come down. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something real, right? If you can believe that you can lose that 50 pounds or that hundred pounds, or if you believe that you can get that, that job that you want, or that you can save enough money to, to go on that vacation, or that you can pay off your house, or that you can clear your debt, right? Or that you can get your, your son uh, or daughter um, on that, that team or, or in that club, or, or you can teach them that skill or something. Like if you can believe that thing, right? And you, you will automatically like start thinking about that more often right? Belief and thought are two different things. If you think something, that doesn't mean you believe it. And if you believe it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you think about it a lot. Okay. But if you believe it strongly enough, right, you will start thinking about it constantly. And when you start thinking about things constantly, it's going to be hard not to think about them. It's going to be difficult to like stop thinking about that thing. And when you start, when you start thinking about that thing all the time, this is when the magic happens. Cause this is when you start executing on that thing without even thinking about it. 
It's beautiful. It's awesome when that happens, right? If you, so if you are in a, in a, a health fitness kind of goal oriented situation and you start believing that you're going to lose 50 pounds and you believe that firmly every single day, you look at yourself in the mirror for 10 seconds after you brush your teeth and you believe, you say, I, I believe, I know I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I know I am. I know it. It's a fact. Then you start thinking about it. When you start thinking about it, every action you do throughout that day is going to be in the direction of losing that 50 pounds. It's truth. 100% truth. You know, we're complicated creatures <laughs> as humans, but that one piece right there is, is very simple. And it's all, if we can psych ourselves out into bettering ourselves simply by saying it and forcing ourselves to believe it. It's absolutely true. It's the case. In fact, that's how I met my wife. I really believe that. My wife, uh, back before she was my wife, uh, I met her back in 2001. So it was like 16 years ago. And I moved to a small town in Massachusetts and I went into a, a stop and shop grocery store with my dad. I wasn't old enough to drive and she was the cashier. So she's a couple years older than me. I was like 14. She was 16 or something like that. And, uh, and I, I saw her and just like that, I fell in love with her. Seriously. I, I was like love at first sight. Right now I was a teenager and she was a teenager. So it's kind of teenage romance thing going on there from a distance, way too shy to talk to her. Okay. But here's the thing. And it's kind of cheesy, but it's, it's real. Um, I told my parents that day, my whole family is that I, 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 I love that girl. I do. <laughs> it's just like, she's, I don't know something about her. It's, uh, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's like magical for me. I don't know. And I believed, honestly, I believed that that was going to be it. Like she was the one that that was it. I mean, I was, I was a dumb kid, 14, but that one thing was the absolute truth. Like that was literally true to me then. And I can still feel now, like I get like goosebumps now thinking about how I felt back then about how much I believed that to be true. All right. I was in love with this girl and I believed that that was it. That was good. That was the one I didn't care about any other girls. That was it. She was the one that was it. Now, I didn't talk to her for like another seven months. <laughs> Super shy kid, whatever. It turned out we had mutual friends after a while. I, I figured that out. So we ended up going uh, out on a bowling thing. And I did meet her um, and actually like talked to her and eventually asked her out. And then here we are, 16 years later. She's still, um, we're still together. We're uh, probably the tightest couple out of everybody I know. We were together for like seven or eight years before we got married and we have a, a beautiful son and I have never been more in love with this woman ever. And so, you know, like that's a whole separate piece of this. <laughs> but when I met her, there was this energy that I, I felt that like that was the way it was going to be. Now, I know, I know this isn't going to apply to every single relationship. Okay. But for me personally, like I believed that I was going to marry this woman and then it happened. 
right? I believed it for a long, 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 long time. And I don't know if, if that is like the type of thing that it, I had any impact on. I really, I don't know for sure, but I believe that it was true. I, I believe that I put that energy out there and that I felt so strongly about it that, you, you know, month after month after month, week after week after week of like seeing her on a regular basis and being around her, um, that, that it wasn't coincidence and it wasn't just a mistake or an accident that this all worked out. All right. Now I'm not really a big religious person, so I don't, you know, we call it God or whatever. I call it just belief energy, right? I put it out there. I believed it, right? I envisioned it and I constantly thought about it and then it came true, right? That's, that's how it ended. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And looking back on my life, right? Looking back on, uh, as far back as I can, when I really felt strongly about something, like that. And I really felt like it was going to be, um, that way, you know, that that outcome that I was thinking about was going to be the way that the, everything culminated and ended about, you know, whatever the scenario that was, it, it happened that way. It's, it's true. So when I firmly believe something and I, and I, I force myself to believe it, I force myself to think about it and that thinking becomes second nature and that second nature thinking becomes envisioning on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And that envisioning becomes almost like a willpower thing out into the universe. And then I automatically like autonomously without thinking about it, subconsciously start executing towards that thing. And all of a sudden it happens, you know, funny thing, right? You believe something strong enough, you work hard towards it and it comes true. And it makes so much sense now. And ever since then, ever since I realized that this is the case with me, that, uh, that I, I've been able to do anything I've wanted to do, right? Now, some of that requires patience, obviously, and some of that executing on your thoughts and beliefs, that takes work, right? But the belief is the core principle behind all that, right? It's the, it's the nucleus behind all of that that makes it work. And that belief is something that everybody has the capability of, of generating and acting upon. So I, you know, I want you to think about all the things you want in your life, right? And we've talked about the why behind why you would go and, and, and do something like what, what type of lifestyle you want. Maybe that's your why. And because of that lifestyle that you want, you want to create a business and you want to run it yourself and you want to open a store, whatever it is, right? Uh, that's one piece, right? When you figure out the thing that you want and you believe that it's going to happen, not if, you know, not maybe, not possibly if all this other stuff works out right. No, if you believe that that's the thing that's going to happen and you, you see it happening in your mind's eye, right? That is the thing that will happen kind of no matter what, then you'll start thinking about it. Then you'll start executing on it and then it will come true it will become a real thing that will be your reality no matter what it is right so for me right now i believe that sobam gear company right my new brand that i'm coming out with that is going to be a real 
brand. Not if, not maybe, not possibly someday. No, it's when that becomes a real brand, right? I envision myself literally every single day being the owner of that brand, right? Selling the world's most, in my opinion, because it's true, most durable, awesome, practical gym and fitness duffel bags and backpacks, right? That's what I want to do. And I envision myself doing that. And I envision myself down the road having sponsored athletes. I'm envisioning myself having brand ambassadors spreading the word. I'm envisioning myself shaking hands with every gym owner in Massachusetts where I'm located. Every single gym, literally every single gym in the state of Massachusetts. I envision myself breaking bread at conferences with other fitness experts, right? Other apparel experts being involved in that space. I envision myself having a brand that people recognize. First, it will start locally. Then it will be nationally, right? Eventually, it will have global recognition. I see it. That's in my head as a belief. That is a core belief of mine. Now, that's a big goal. That's a huge goal, right? But if you don't have a goal like that and you don't believe in yourself, it will literally never happen unless someone else does it for you. And no one's going to do it for you, right? No one else is going to build this for me. So I believe that it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I envision it happening, Right? I'm willing it to happen right now, every single day. And because of that, I'm executing on it constantly. And because I'm executing on it constantly, it's going to happen. And I want you to think about, again, the thing that you want and whether or not you truly believe it. And if you don't, then you need to start doing that. Start believing more. We say it to our kids we need to say it to ourselves, right? You believe in yourself, believe in the thing that you want, right? That's going to be it for this episode. And I appreciate you stopping by, appreciate you checking it out. I would love for you to recommend this episode to a friend that you think might get value out of it, that may be struggling with something that needs to hear the message in this, in this episode. I'm extremely passionate about this subject matter, and I think that not enough people give it uh, the credit that it's due, and that's the belief in yourself. And really, it's such a powerful tool that we're all born with, and no one really utilizes it to its potential. A very, very few percentage of people utilize this to to its true potential. So... With that, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate all of your support. Take care. I'll check you in the next episode.